every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. At 7.31, Banang Mahalo is the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa, says the success of uh, this afternoon's budget speech will depend on the degree to which it supports Cyril Ramaphosa's State of the Nation commitments. So what does business expect from Finance Minister Tito Mbuweni's budget? And to talk to us about it is the man himself, Banang Mahale. Thank you so much for your time. Let's start off with, in what way will you be able to measure the success of this afternoon's uh, budget speech? Thank you very much for having me. Uh, First of all, I think we are absolutely emboldened that we have a president that understands the issues, the Minister of Finance who really is in tune with what needs to be done. As business, we will feel very comfortable if the Minister of Finance can balance two issues, reduce the deficit that was in excess of 50 billion last year, mostly because of SARS bad management. Secondly, we are hoping that he's going to be helped by some of the departments that have underspent because at least it puts the money back into the fiscal, even though in terms of service delivery, this is actually undesirable. But it talks to the fact that we have put people in local municipalities that have no capacity to be able to deliver the requisite uh, service levels. Thirdly, the things that business is expecting is first and foremost to stop the bleeding because we have been hemorrhaging in excess of 100 billion rands on average a year every year purely out of state capture, out of corruption, out of bribery, stealing and cheating. So before we do anything else, we need to close the bottom of this leaking bag, bucket. Um, the second thing that business is expecting is to fix ESCOM. ESCOM is emblematic of the more than 700 state-owned enterprises and state-owned companies. At the moment, the debt of ESCOM is in excess of $491 billion, which then means this debt is permanent. There is no way that ESCOM has the abilities and capabilities to trade itself out of this mess that has been put into by the previous regime, the nine wasted years. The, the third thing that I think we are expecting is the Minister of Finance to address our inordinately high levels of debt. We are borrowed to the hilt at 53% debt to, to GDP ratio. And this excludes the guarantees that government has given to state-owned enterprises. When you include that, our debt-to-GDP ratio is approaching 70 percentage points. That in and of itself is not such a big problem, except our ability to repay this debt is actually quite high. Part of ESCOM's challenge is they're borrowing money just to service the interest because the revenue has come down, the demand has come down, and net the prices are incessantly going up. This is a typical debt trap and indeed the debt trap that they can't get themselves out of. We're also expecting the Minister of Finance to address the bloated cabinet of President Matamela Cyril Ramaphosa, the bloated um, government, uh, but also the bloated uh, full-time employees in all the state-owned enterprises. A third too many. 
to give an example, in 2007, ESCOM's uh, total number of employees was 32,000. Now it's 48,000. Their number of executives moved from 8 to 20. Now in excess of 80, something needs to be done. This is a time where, as a country, we need to realize that we are in a financial crisis. Mm. Therefore, this is not the time for us to be beholden and to pay allegiance to our political parties, nor are we going to be held hostage to our ideologies. Therefore, government is going to take pain. Business is going to take some pain. Labor must be willing to take some pain because civil society is going to take some pain in paying more tariffs uh, in terms of electricity. Um, that, unfortunately, is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Lastly, I think we need to be also mindful of the fact that Minister Tito Mbeweni must tell us where we are going to find the money for this fee-free higher education that was just dumped on us without any thoughtfulness, any planning. And we are estimating that about 20 billion uh, for the young uh, learners that ought to be given a chance to go to institutions of higher learning, thereby improving their chances of not only existing, but living and indeed surviving in the long term. Back to you. <laughs> right. But, now, but the question is, does, uh, does President Sol Ramaphosa and his team and all the relevant stakeholders have the political will to deal with these issues that you've mentioned? And the one is the bloated, uh, you know, public sector. It's the issues around ESCOM. There's a lot of pushback from the labor unions. And those are the people we need to get to the party or we just need to do things, swallow the pill now. Uh, and take the short-term pain in order for our economy to be where it needs to be, you kind of get the feeling, and I don't know whether you see it as well, as though we are not all batting for the same team here. You see, Labour is caught up in what they used to do 50 years ago. At the moment, they're being fed just wrong information. For instance, they are taking the ITPs at ESCOM. ITPs cannot be more than 7% of our energy mix. The value of renewable energy has dropped by 90%. We are now paying half what it used to cost us uh, for renewable energy. And that's the very one that are taking. At the time that the world is saying, this is the cheapest form of renewable energy, purely and simply because ideological death threats. Also, labor are caught up in the fact that ultimately, the 48,000 uh, ESCOM employees will have to be reduced. And to them, they look at it as political suicide. But in the final analysis, labor in the 21st century must come up with innovative solutions that are in the best interest of South Africa, Inc. Labor itself is in a spot of border. The total number of union members have shrunk. It has been torn apart by internal strife and indeed um, by competition, AMCO's emergence has really decimated Kosaki. When you look at their total numbers, they've moved from the private sector to being largely in the public sector. Most of their members are on average 40 years old. Young people that can think for themselves are better educated are not joining unions. And that's the dilemma they have to front. And the best way 
of confronting it, to sit around the table with all social partners to say, how do we act in the best interest of South Africa to increase confidence, to make sure that we don't get a rating agency downgrade, to focus on the commitments that we all made when we went to the World Economic Forum in Davos. We made five commitments uh, to the investment community, um, uh, to the financiers, and to analysts. One was that we are going to all make sure that this economy grows. Number two, we are going to fix ESCOM. Number three, we are going to fix all the government institutions that have been raided and absolutely decimated by the nine lost years of the previous regime. The last two, we said we are going to encourage foreign direct investment. The target is 100 billion US dollars. It must be fronted um, by domestic direct investment of another 100 billion rand because if we did that, there's a chance that our economy can actually attract four percentage points of FDI. Lastly, we are entering into debates that are frankly not helpful. Mm. We are questioning the mandate and the independence of the South African Reserve Bank. That's the very thing that the rating agencies are looking at, the independence of the South African Reserve Bank. And the people who do that are the people who are not even read the Constitution. Because our Constitution talks about the South African Reserve Bank deriving its mandate directly from the Constitution, not from the executives. And it talks about a balanced and sustainable growth. But the people are saying, no, the mandate must now address growth. It is already included in the mandate Mm -hmm. of the South African Reserve Bank. So I think as South Africans, we need to be much more thoughtful, much more purposeful and deliberate. We are in a crisis. People are not earning what they used to earn yesterday. Mm. They can't sell their houses. They can't afford basic services. They cannot take their children to school. They cannot afford the health um, costs. This is time for us to all tighten our belts and have critical, crucial, but nonetheless courageous conversation. Banang, uh, we'll have to leave it there, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you perhaps tomorrow to hear your thoughts on uh, Finance Minister Tito Mbuwene's budget delivery this afternoon. That's Banang Mahale, who is the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa. A little late, but uh, let's have a look at traffic.